Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fella. Are you still there? Friends, the Lone Ranger Adventures are 21 years old this month. To mark this coming of age, we have requested a personal word from the man whose interests, training, and experience made possible radio's longest lived adventure series. Here is the creator of The Lone Ranger, Mr. George W. Trendle. Good evening. It seems impossible that these adventures have lived 21 years. The time has passed very quickly. During these years, your many letters have been continuing evidence of your warm, friendly interest in The Lone Ranger dramas. For such friendship, we are deeply grateful. And I am glad to have this opportunity to represent our entire organization in promising to do our level best to merit your continuing interest in the years to come. Thank you.
Kane Dolan, outlaw leader, and his men sprang to their feet and drew guns as they heard hoofbeats approaching their hideout. Have your guns ready, men? Kane glanced through the window and said, Oh, it's all right. That's Jake, the army scout. Hi, Jake. Hello, Kane. Come on in. You men know Jake? Sure. Howdy. Hi, hi. Well, you got news for us? Yeah. An escort of six troopers is leaving Fort Lockton this afternoon and heading east along the Butterfield Trail to meet a big wagon train and escort it across the plains. What about it? That train is made up of a lot of pioneers who own businesses back east. They sold out and are bringing the cash with them to settle in the west. What's more... There's a wagon load of army rifles and ammunition they're bringing to Fort Lockton. The Major's brother-in-law is wagon master. Mm. Ought to be plenty of cash in that wagon train. Including you, there are six of us. But we couldn't... Now, wait a minute, Kane. I figure you could get help from the Comanches. Chief Longfoot would jump at the chance if you offered to let him have the rifles and ammunition. The escort will be on the lookout for an attack and have the wagon stop at protected places. But if we could be sure of surprising them on the plane... Now, there must be some way... Now, wait a do... minute. If we showed up as the escort, we'd have complete control of things. Yeah, but how could we do that? Yeah, what you got in mind, Kane? We'd get a few of Longfoot's braves to help us ambush the six troopers. Take their uniforms and army horses and go on to meet the wagon train ourselves. Later that afternoon, Kane Dolan and his five followers, augmented by as many Indians, waited to ambush the army escort. Jake, you sure those six troopers were to leave the fort this afternoon? Yeah, they should have come along here by this time. Is there any other trail they might follow? No, this is the way they'll come, Kane. I figure maybe... Hold it. Hey, look, coming around the bend. The trooper escort, this is it. Have your guns ready. And as they pass, we'll let them have it. All right. Chief Longfoot, Mm. you and your men take our horses to your village. We'll ride those with the army brand on them. Then take your braves to the big plains and be ready to attack day after tomorrow at dawn. We'll see to it that the wagons break camp and are on the plains by then. Oh. All right, here comes the escort. Let them have it. The six troopers were taken entirely by surprise. Some of them fell before they had a chance to defend themselves. And within a matter of minutes, all of them had fallen victims to the vicious and ruthless attack. done for. Now we'll change clothes with them. Drag them back into the brush and leave on their horses to meet the wagons. All right, let's get busy. Soon the transfer of clothing was made and the troopers hidden behind the brush. As the outlaws prepared to mount the army horses, Kane looked them over, then chuckled. (laughs) Some of the uniforms don't fit any too well, but nobody will notice. (laughs) Now remember... My uniform has the chevrons of a sergeant on the sleeves. So be sure to call me sergeant. Right, Sarge. We go back to village now. Then me ride with hundred braves to Big Plains. Attack wagon. Good. Adios, Chief. All right, let's go, men. Steady. Get up! Get up! It was almost sundown when the Lone Ranger and Tonto approached the spot where the ambush had taken place. Suddenly, the masked man pointed to the trail, saying, Look, Tonto, 
Something must have happened here. Who's it? Who's got hope of that? Signs show marks of many horses. Me see empty shells. Stains on ground. Easy, steady, big fellow. Easy, fellow. Blood stains. Ah. Hoof marks show some Indian ponies here. Listen, Toto. I thought I heard something. Ah, sound come from behind bush. Come on. Ah. A man. He's badly wounded. I, I'm a trooper. Five others must be dead. Ambush. <coughs> easy, fella, easy. I, gotta tell you, with escort, going to meet wagon train, outlaws thought I was dead like the others. Took uniforms, horses, planned to meet wagons, plant engine attack on big planes. I, I heard of my... He's gone, Dotto. Uh, him say him trooper. But him not have uniform. Wait. We look around. Come on. Uh. Hidden behind bushes, the Lone Ranger and Tonto found the bodies of the other troopers. The Lone Ranger clenched his fists in anger as he spoke. Those dirty, vicious killers. These men didn't have a chance. Isn't that right? The story that man told us must be true. The outlaws took their uniforms and horses and have gone to meet the wagon train. Look here. Pile of clothing. The killers must have worn before the attack. Uh, and what we do... We haven't much time, Toto. The first thing we must do is to make graves for those men. All right, hurry. Let's get busy. Uh, A short time later, the unpleasant task was completed. Then the masked man spoke. Toto, I'll give you a note to Major Belding at Fort Lockton. He'd remember you, I'm sure. Tell him what happened and what the outlaws planned to do. Uh-huh. And what you do? I'll remove my mask and disguise my features. And I'll find the wagon train and pose as a rancher. I'll do everything possible to protect the pioneers until you get to the big plains with the troopers. The following morning, as the wagon train moved slowly along the trail... The wagon master, Seth Cushing, driving the lead wagon, suddenly spoke to his wife, Amy. Look, Amy, riders coming toward us. Yes, I see them, Seth. By thunder, they're troopers. I can make out their uniforms. Well, they must be from the fort my brother commands. Reckon so. The major wrote that he'd send an escort to meet us and give us added protection across the big plains. Oh, the sight of them makes me feel we're almost there, Seth. Our long journey is almost over. We still have quite a distance to go, Amy. But like you say, it does make you feel like the trip's about over. To see the men from your brother's fort. Well, here they come. We'd better stop and greet them. Oh, oh, oh now. Stop the wagon! Oh, oh, oh. Howdy. Major sent us out to escort the wagons the rest of the way. I'm uh, Sergeant King. Mighty glad to meet you, Sergeant. I'm Seth Cushing. This is my wife, the Major's sister. How do you do? Right pleased to meet you, ma'am. Men, it's the major's sister, so you better mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> I'm sure you're all fine soldiers, and we'll feel much safer having you to escort us. Well, thank you, ma'am. Reckon we better lead the way, Mr. Cushing. All right, men, turn around, get going. Get up there. The outlaws took their place at the head of the wagon train. 
Some hours later, the Lone Ranger, disguised as a rancher, watched from hiding as the long line of prairie schooners headed by the uniformed horsemen followed the trail through the hills as they made their way toward the big plains beyond. After the last wagon had passed, the Lone Ranger started along the trail behind it. Monsieur! A short time later, he overtook the wagons, passing them all until he rode alongside the one driven by the wagon master, Seth Cushing. Easy, fella, easy. Howdy, mister. Reckon you're in charge of this wagon train, aren't you? That's right, stranger. Where'd you come from? Just happened to catch up to you. I'm heading back to the territory near Fort Lockton. Thought I might join your train from here on in. Well, reckon it's all right. Mr. Smith will do. Smith, huh? Sure meet plenty by that name. I'm Seth Cushing. This is my wife. I'd be glad to meet you both. My husband and I are going to settle near Fort Lockton. My brother is Major Belden. He's commandant there. Major Belden? Of course, ma'am. I've heard of him. He's well thought of out this way. Why, it's nice of you to say that. (laughs) You know, we feel quite important having a military escort. I noticed the uniformed hombres, ma'am. Oh, here comes the sergeant now. Easy now, easy. Everything all right back here, Mr. Cushing? Fine, fine, sergeant. Oh, uh, meet Mr. Smith. He just caught up to the wagons. He's going to travel the rest of the way with us. Howdy, Sergeant Smith, huh? Convenient name, mister. It'll do. Mr. Cushing, it's risky to let a stranger join the wagon train. My advice is to let Smith go on about a business. Nonsense, Sergeant. What harm could one man do among so many? Anyhow, I think Mr. Smith is very nice. And it'd be very unfriendly to refuse to let him stay with us. Thank you, ma'am. My wife is right, Sergeant. We already told Smith he could join us, so that's that. Well, have it your way. Get up there. Come on. Kane quickly joined his men, and as they rode, he discussed the newcomer. You know, Jake, something about that fellow Smith I don't like. Yeah? Why? I don't know. The way he looked at me. I saw him staring at the bullet hole in the breast of this uniform jacket. You think he suspects something? I don't know. But to be on the safe side, I'm going to see that he has an accident. A serious accident. Before the Comanches attack in the morning. Come on. Get up. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue. After meeting the Lone Ranger in his disguise as a rancher, King Dolan, suspicious of the stranger, told his men he would see to it that the newcomer would meet with a serious accident before the planned Indian attack. The wagon train moved slowly westward, and the rest of the afternoon passed without incident. At sundown, the wagon circled for the night at the edge of the plains. The Lone Ranger decided it was time to warn Seth Cushing. Mr. Cushing, may I have a word with you? Sure. What is it, Smith? It's about those troopers, sir. Well, what about them? They're leading the wagons into a trap. I found out... Hold on. Those troopers were sent to escort us by Amy's brother. Fact is, the sergeant came to me a while ago and warned me to keep an eye on you. I'm glad to let you ride with us, but I won't stand for anyone stirring up trouble. You just better forget whatever you started to say. Now, I have work to do. The Lone Ranger made no further attempt to talk to Seth. He was afraid the wagon master would spoil everything if he disclosed the truth at this time. Later, just before the pioneers turned in for the night, Seth called them together. When they were gathered around the big campfire, he spoke. Men, the sergeant has suggested that we break camp an hour earlier in the morning so as to get a good start across the plains. By sunup, we'll already be on our way. He says by getting an early start, we'll cross the most dangerous part of the plains by nightfall. Good idea. Lucky we have the escort. We'll, uh, we'll take turns standing watch. Now get a good night's sleep. After we cross the plains, all danger of Indian attacks will be passed. Kane Dolan's plan was evident to the Lone Ranger. He wanted to start the wagons early so they'd be moving in a line when the attack came, making it difficult to defend the train against the Indians. Determined to delay the wagons and try to keep them circled until help came, the Lone Ranger crawled through the shadows under the wagons and removed the pin bolts from some of the whipple trees and threw them into the brush. Then he rolled into his blanket outside the circle beside one of the wagons. Later, Kane Dolan, standing watch with Jake, spoke in a low voice. I spotted the stranger placing his blanket beside that wagon over there, Jake. Must be sleeping by now. What you got in mind, Kane? He's suspicious of us. I want to get rid of him. How? I had this Indian headband and feather in my saddlebag. Mm-hmm. You take it with you. Crawl in the shadows outside the circle. Use your knife on that stranger and drop the headband. Oh. When he's found in the morning, folks will think an Indian sneaked up on him. Now, here. Be careful, but get him. Right. He'll never know what happened. The Lone Ranger lay awake, staring into the darkness. Suddenly, he heard the crack of a twig. The sound came from the darkness outside the circle of wagons. Quickly, he slid from the rolled blanket and waited. Then, instantly, the Lone Ranger sprang, grappling with the dark figure who wielded the knife. Try to knife me, eh? I'll show you. I'll take it. Wait. Preacher made a mistake. Get to your feet. No, no. Give him the light inside the circle. Wait a minute. What's going on here? This man tried to knife me. Knife you? Why, he's one of the troopers. I didn't try to knife him. I saw an Indian creeping up on him. I followed. Just as I got there, I heard the blow. This hombre jumped me. Reckon the redskin got away. You're lying. I have a lantern. We'll have a look. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, knife stuck into your blanket, all right. Don't see how you avoided it. Now, look there. An Indian headband with a feather stuck in it. By thunder, you're right. 
An Indian did try to sneak up on you. What's all the excitement? An Indian tried to knife Mr. Smith, Sergeant. He got away, but it looks bad. If Indians are around here, we'll... We'll check thoroughly, Mr. Cushion, and be alert for indications that other Indians might be nearby. You just leave it to us. Come on, Jake. We'll get our horses and look around for that redskin. Sure, Sergeant. Rest of you men might as well get back to your wagons. Oh, mister, I reckon it isn't your fault, but somehow you seem to stir up trouble around here. Better move your blanket inside the wagon circle like everybody else. See you in the morning. Mr. Cush and I... Hmm. Are you trying to convince him now? Before the sun rose, the camp became active again as the pioneers prepared to start the wagon train on its way. Then they learned of the missing bolts. They crowded around Seth with their complaints. The Lone Ranger stood listening. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. We can't move the wagon so we get more bolts to hold the whiffle trees. Oh, oh, What's the delay, Mr. Cushion? Seth quickly told Kane what the trouble was. Kane's eyes rested on the Lone Ranger. Then he spoke. Those pin bolts were deliberately taken out during the night. Maybe Smith knows something about them, huh? Why should I? Maybe you want to delay the wagons for one thing. You may be in cahoots with the Indians. If that were the case, why would an Indian try to knife me, Sergeant? See, that's right. Why, because... And if I wanted to help Indians in an attack, I wouldn't delay the wagons. I'd get them to break the circle and string out over the plains. They'd make a better target for an attack. Smith, you'll bear watching. Mr. Cushion, you better get more bolts and fix those wagons so as we can get started. We lost a half hour already. The sun will soon be up. I may have some in my tool chest. We'll soon get the wagons rolling. Don't worry, Sergeant. Come on with me, men. Get up there. Come on. Mr. Smith. Oh, good morning, ma'am. Tell me, why did you take those pinballs out? I saw you last night. To delay the wagons and keep them circled. You you think there might be an attack? I tried to talk to your husband, but he wouldn't... I know. Seth told me. I don't know why, but I trust you. And I don't trust the sergeant and his men. I've been around soldiers long enough before I married to notice things. They couldn't have trained under my brother, Major Belden. Believe me, Mrs. Cushion, I know they ain't troopers. You must convince your husband of that. And they've planned to have the Comanches attack. That's why the so-called sergeant is anxious to have the wagons break camp and start over the plains. If there was some way to find out for sure, I'd... Wait, here comes the sergeant. I'll ask him a few questions. Oh, oh, morning, ma'am. Smith, oh, Sergeant, I... uh, tell me something. Oh, of course, ma'am. I heard of the major's accident. You know, when his horse fell, I've worried about it. The major's leg was badly injured, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yes, ma'am, mighty bad, but he's getting along all right now. Did Martha, the major's wife, you know, arrive all right? His wife? Oh, yeah, yes, ma'am. I'm so glad we'll soon be together again. It won't be long now, ma'am. I have to hurry up things so we can get started. Get up there. Come on. Well, ma'am? My brother never had an accident, and he isn't married. Well, I found some pin bolts at my fit. Smith, if I thought Seth, you... Seth, you must listen. I just found out for certain the sergeant is an imposter. Smith tried to tell me that... I asked questions about Frank. The sergeant gave the wrong answers, Seth. Please listen to Mr. Smith. Well, Smith, what have you got to say? Briefly, the Lone Ranger told all that had happened. Seth exclaimed... What? You mean they aren't troopers from Frank's fort? No, they aren't. They're outlaws. They killed the they... troopers who were on the way to escort you. Wait, wait, wait. You talk different, mister. I don't savvy. Never mind that now. Those men plan to lead these wagons into a trap. By thunder, I'll tell everybody... No, wait. I suggest you delay the wagons, keep them in this circle, and place some of your best men near those outlaws. When and if the attack comes... 
Have your men disarm them immediately. Tie them, put them into one of the wagons under guard. Good idea. We'll take them by surprise. I sure hope that friend of yours gets here in time with the regiment. In spite of Kane's urging, Seth managed to delay the departure of the wagons until after sunrise. The wagon master had talked quietly to some of the men, who from then on stayed close to Kane's followers. The Lone Ranger, mounted on silver, managed to stay near Kane. Finally... Hey, look! Coming over the rise on the plane! This is it, men! We'll come! This will take care of you! Even before the Comanches were within range, Kane and his men were surprised and disarmed. While a few of the pioneers tied them, the rest gave their attention to fighting off the approaching Comanches. The pioneers, ready for the attack because of the Lone Ranger's warning to Seth, fought valiantly. They were outnumbered two to one, but managed to hold them back. The Lone Ranger moved from place to place, giving encouragement and using his two guns to great advantage. Watch them. Don't waste bullets. Make each shot count. The Comanches pressed forward, riding at a gallop around the outside of the wagons. Many on both sides fell wounded, and from all appearances, the Indians were rapidly gaining the advantage. Then... Look! Coming in from both sides, the troopers! Troopers! The troopers, far outnumbering the Indians, moved in from both sides with guns blazing. Those Comanches who weren't dead or wounded had no chance of escape, and before long they were subdued and quickly disarmed. The battle had ended. Later, Tonto and the Lone Ranger listened as the Major verified the story told by the masked man about the ambush of the escort. He finished by saying, Those killers will be taken back and tried for murder, along with Chief Longfoot. I hate to think of the result if the outlaw's plan had gone through. Yes. Thanks to Smith, we found out in time. Smith? The gentleman on the white stallion, Frank. He tried to tell Seth last night, but Seth wouldn't listen to him. We owe our lives to Mr. Smith, and... And I, for one, am grateful. Easy, Silver. Easy, boy. Thank you, Mrs. Cushing. We're all thankful to him and his friend Tonto, but why do you call him Smith? That's the name he gave us. Of course, I noticed earlier that he changed his way of speaking. His drawl suddenly disappeared. It was used only as a convenience, Mrs. Cushing. Well, Tonto and I will ride on ahead, Major. Make certain there are no more Indians waiting to attack. Adios, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mr. Smith is such a fine man. Somehow I trusted him from the very first. Well, his name isn't Smith, Amy. You had every reason to trust him. He's the finest American I know, and one of whom the West is mighty proud. Who is he, Major? Yes, Frank, for heaven's sake, get to the point. Just who is that man? He usually wears a black mask, but the present his features are disguised. Amy, you'll hear a lot more about him out here. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. (laughs) 